Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time and the podcast will rock ow hello baby Hey, what's up all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have stumbled into another edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog, the discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamire. With me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? Oh, yes! I'm feeling good, my friend, and it's been a... It's been a hectic week. It's been a busy week, and I'm ready to rock out tonight. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we had a really good show last week, I thought. Um, it was kind of poignant, kind of timely. We had a lot of great comments on our Twitter poll, which I'm hoping we're going to get to here right away. And uh, I'm looking forward to a really good rocking tune here tonight. A good rocking tune would be just what the doctor ordered. It's been a, it has been a week. And sometimes when the week gives you uh, a bit of a, some stumbles and some, some potholes along the way, Every once in a while, you just have to ask yourself, why? Like, why, why, would, why would the universe give me such a week? And the answer is quite simple, because sometimes the universe conspires against you. And sometimes the universe has to manifest something into existence. And one of those things the universe has manifested into this show is this ongoing segment, this, this ongoing war shall we say maybe not a war maybe that's too strong of a word but it's a it's a thing uh i'm speaking of course of the cult of mariano and uh led by our uh, our old buddy slash nemesis john mariano and and because i bring it up because the cult of mariano always seems to be the contrarian 
sort of of the other side to when you and I, Corey, are rocking out, when our guests are rocking out, we are having a really good time. It's always the the contrary uh, voices that we start to hear that start coming in large waves. And I blame the cult of Mariano. Uh, what, what do you think? Am I out of am I out of line here? Am I off base? Let's ask the cult leader himself, shall we? John Mariano, who just heard that entire intro. What are your thoughts? I'm not contrarian at all. <laughs> there he is, folks. He, he has made it back onto the show. John Mariano of Backtracks fame. How are you? Oh, I'm terrific. I'm, especially after that glowing review and, and your, your insight was so grand, Mark. Like, where do you come up with this? Like, how are you pulling this out of your ass week after week? Lots of practice and conviction. I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, I see why I see what Corey sees in you. I see why he does one show with you per week. This is show number seven that Corey and I are working on this week together. He's not even kidding. We recorded six episodes the last two days of the Aerosmith show, and, and I get my one uh, dose of Mark Kamire. I've been looking forward to this one uh, quite a bit. <laughs> But then John showed up for this one too, so I just can't shake the guy. He's a, he's like a bad STD. He just always pops up. But even so, it's a it's it's the process of getting it. it you have fun in in the process uh, before you realize, oh, it's an STD. Uh, and we always have fun uh, hanging out with John. So you know, John, thank you for being here. All all jokes aside, but some more serious oh, matters. Mm -hmm, exactly. I was a little more late on serious that one. <laughs> more serious matters uh i i bring up uh the the infamous cult of mariano the cult that you started indirectly john um because they always seem to come in when we put up a poll uh talking about the song that we covered the week prior and uh cory can you can you tell us about what's going on for last week's episode last week's poll for the song crossing over Absolutely. Uh, for those uh, who maybe didn't hear last week's show, we did a song called Crossing Over, which was uh, a song that was not commercially released here in America. It was actually on a, on a B-side uh, off of Balance, but it was released on the Japanese import. Uh, and it's a song very much about dealing with, with the, the death of a loved one. It, it was very poignant in that, uh, you know, Mark uh, was having kind of a rough week. I was kind of having a rough week. We were both hoping for a rock and tune. Instead, we got this very poignant, beautiful little song. Um, a lot of listeners kind of said the same, especially with Eddie Van Halen passing that uh they really appreciated that song uh the the poll results at the end of the day were uh 77.8 percent for what dreams are made of 22.2 percent this dream is over out of 45 votes so uh quite a few people downvoted this one now we all know about the cult of mariano it's growing um i hear that they're applying for tax exemption status as they're going to be a religious organization uh, officially soon um, damn it yeah so i'm getting uh, really really worried john do you want to comment on how you sullied the results for this beautiful little tune? I just simply show my people the way and they follow. Yeah, just, just <laughs> going to let that one hang for a bit because that's that's the uh, the long and short of it. Um, but I am curious, John, because we did not see, uh, I don't think we saw a comment from you on this poll have you heard the song Crossing Over? And if you have, would you say it's what dreams are made of or is the dream over? So some comments are simply a thumbs down vote. And you did mm -hmm. get my thumbs down vote on I see. Twitter. 
it was almost rhetorical. I just wanted to hear if you would, uh, uh, you know, kind of backpedal and try try to uh, justify yourself. Shame on you. Do I have to justify myself? I didn't even listen to the track. I just downloaded it. <laughs> you see? Confirmed. Yep. That's all I needed. That is all <laughs> I needed. We Confirmation. Goddamn Colt Mariano. But it is what it is. It's fine. It Fret not. What we should we should take away from this is that usually when it comes to the polls, our audience tends to agree with, uh, well, mostly they agree with Corey, but when Corey and I are on the same page, they usually tend to agree with us. The majority do anyway, but there's always that select few that I just go, I don't know. Do you enjoy music? Do you not? It's cool if you don't. Well, you know, one thing we started last week, Mark, was uh, we told people, uh, leave a comment on the poll and we'll read it on the show, what you thought of Crossing Over. So I just wanted to, to get through those right now, if I could. Let's do it. All right. First up, we have Greg Zito. Uh, he said, I look forward to every Friday to see what you and the wheel will deliver. Big surprise today. I love that you included this rare tune. Only heard it once or twice. Interesting song by Van Halen during the grunge era. Very well said, I thought. Very uh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Next, we have Will Leonard, who said, it's absolutely amazing. Take off strung out and do in time and put this one on balance, in my opinion. That's an opinion I share. Get rid of some of the instrumentals, especially strung out, which was just kind of fucking weird and put this one on here. I, I think it was album worthy. So good call there, Will. Uh, next, we have okay. Gene Hickey. Uh, he says, I can't say I'd heard this one before, but man, what a song. Definitely sounds better with headphones. Good. Yeah, that was one thing we uh, called out. They really should have left this one, uh, left one of the three instrumentals on the cutting room floor and added this to the record. There's another vote for Maybe. getting rid of Strung Out and putting this one on here. Our good friend, Tom Brewster said, I think there's a line between this song and some of the music on three. It's different enough from Van Halen's status quo to see where Eddie wanted to go, but still had those thundering drums and bass, which he put in all caps because he loves him. So Michael Anthony, uh, it's a bass to satisfy the fans. So another great comment from Tom. Uh, Michael Green, who is a listener of ours on the uh, Aerosmith show as well, John, uh, he uh, said, dig the song, love a little darkness, crossing over makes you think. I hear you with a shitty week. As always, a great end of the week by having this podcast ready to go. Double fist Thank bump. You, Thank Michael. you very much, Michael Green. Yeah, yeah that was a great comment. Uh, Jonathan P. Todd said, one of my top five Hangar songs. So there you go. Uh, mm. Could have been, been a hit. By the way, new drinking game. One shot every time we hear Manifest in a cast. Thank you for doing this. So <laughs> I, you, you know, you're going to be drunk within the first 20 minutes of a show, I think, because Mark and I like seeing that a lot. And then Tom commented, Tom said, I listen to the show in the morning, so my drink would be coffee. But he's all in. So there you go. A new drinking hey. game. Podcast rock drinking game. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Just Fuller. put a little espresso in it. It's fine. There you go. Uh, Mark Fuller says one of their best, uh, in my opinion, should have been on an album. There we go. Uh, Jim's Ragsdale completely agree. I added it as track 13 to my Van Halen bounce track list on iTunes. I did that as well, uh, Jim. So good call. Uh, Scott Everett said good episode on crossing over meaningful as we all lost it. And the song has extra meaning now. That's why I love you was actually a demo to the follow-up to Van Halen three, which uh, he's absolutely right. We're going to get into that. Uh, as we get into more into Van Halen 3, we only covered a couple songs off there. Uh, someone mm -hmm. named Cheeky Alice? I don't know. Do you know her, Mark? I do. That is uh, my lady, Christy. That, that is the most tolerant woman on the planet. Absolutely. The, the patience of Job uh, on that sweet, de sweet dear woman. Uh, she simply wrote, the intro made my brain tingle. Well, I'm not going to disagree with any of those statements. So <laughs> there we go. All right. Thank you. Uh, Charles Johnson uh, said, with most of the Van Halen stuff, unless it's a complete turd, hi, how may I say, I, how you doing, or horrendous lyrically, musically, I am almost automatically inclined to go what dreams are made of. 
So definitely not a member of the Cult of Mariano. That'd be ah. said, but you can see why this is a B-side. Good song, though. So maybe not album-worthy uh, for Charles, but decent song. Definitely not in the cult, but which is good. Uh, Anthony, uh, at Monkey Noodles, uh, he's given us a lot of five-star reviews on shows recently. I, I love this guy. Thank he said, you, to, Anthony. Absolutely. He said, I had to look this one up as I'd never heard this track before. Really amazing song. Can't believe they didn't include it on the actual album. 100% agree. Uh, Jim Regsdale, again, a very unique song written at a very unique time in the band's history. It's not one I listen to a lot, but it's one of the better B-sides I've heard of any band. A somber tone, but a further maturation in the Van Halen sound. Absolutely agree. And finally, I just want to call out our good friend Sean McGinty from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Um, he loves putting on our show on Fridays while he's walking his dog. And uh, he actually had a, a couple of tweets here that were really nice. He said, I'd never heard this one before. And holy hell, I stopped in my tracks on my stroll with my pup to catch my breath. It really hit me. Things have been heavy lately with this subject matter, and it really echoed everything going on in my head. What a brilliant song. There is so much real in this song, it was impossible to dismiss just how important this song is. In fact, I added this one to my playlist on YouTube Music. Thank you both. Really need this one. All right. I love that. Yeah, a lot of great tweets on, on the poll this week. And uh, nobody's coming out and admitting to being a part of the Cult of Mariano, but we know they're out there. It's because we're on to them. We're, we're, we're on to them, and, and John's just telling them just to be just hush, hush. Keep telling yourself, Mark. The, 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 there's, there's the first rule of the Cult of Mariano, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, all right. That's fair. And now we have the cult leader here. And now we're going to spit a song with him on here. And we're going to talk a little Van Halen. <laughs> so uh, what do you say, Mark? Uh, what are you in the mood for tonight? we got a lot of great songs still on the wheel, 95 to be exact. Um, what are you hoping for? I'm hoping for either a big hit or the song that I want. Like the song that I've been I've been begging my the universe, the wheel silently. And it's like, let me reveal it. Like, I want to hear the song. It'll come to, as no surprise once it's finally revealed, but I want to hear it and I want to discuss it. So that or a big hit. How about you? You know what, for me, uh, kind of in the same boat, uh, we did our, our practice spin beginning of the night and we spun Top Jimmy. Ooh, I could go for some Top Jimmy tonight from 1984. That'd be a great selection. But with John here, I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of hoping for a turd because I want to hear John trying to defend it because if we both hate it, he's going to be the contrarian, even though he says he's not. So I want to roll something like Up for Breakfast and listen to John try and, and defend that one. Oh, boy. What about you, John? Do you want to manifest something? Yeah, I, I, really, I, I, I really want to manifest so much right now. I'm working on manifesting and festering and manifesting again. Um, no, but seriously, um, if we could get a little brand new key by Melanie, I would be very happy tonight. <laughs> I got that reference, did Mark? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And uh, respect. And by the way, <laughs> on behalf of all of Canada, you're welcome for the kids in the hall. Oh, my God. What a series they just put on on Amazon Prime. That's a free plug, but do yourselves a favor after the show, go on Amazon Prime and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. And sources tell me that Melanie's got herself a brand new pair of roller skates. Oh, God. And how many times is she going to tell you about that? <laughs> I love Time that. will tell. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great stuff. Great stuff. So, all right. Let's see if uh, I, I wouldn't hold your breath too much, John, for that particular track, but you never know what the wheel's going to throw no, at us. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, and stop. Okay, haven't rolled it yet. I haven't oh. spun the wheel yet, but 
Uh, if you want to do that, get when you hear uh, the song run around, that's when you can do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so waiting good. for Mark's cue to get ready to spin this thing. Sammy, take us away. Slowing down and coming up with, geez, we're talking about Van Halen 3. How about a Van Halen 3 oh. from afar? From afar. Mark, do you have any recollection of this one? I do not. Not a single one. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> going into this one, uh, extremely fresh. That's uh, from this album. That's not going to be a uh, surprise. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This this could be something intriguing. I am intrigued by the idea of it, but I'm also very nervous. What do you find intriguing about it, Mark? I'm intrigued to find out if uh, this is going to be one that's going to, uh, I don't know, have some sort of, it's going to latch itself on to me and be like, you're going to like me whether you like it or not. Or I'm intrigued to find out if uh, this is a dud. You know, we've been saying for, for weeks, there's good stuff on this album. This is one, and Van Halen fans are going to shit all over. So you don't know this song? Like, no, I, I haven't listened to a lot of Van Halen 3. I know the hits. I know Without You and Fire in the Hole. And in the songs we covered, like uh, Dirty Water Dog, which remains our lowest rated episode, Mark, uh, by far. So uh, <laughs> a ton of people aren't, aren't, aren't clicking on the Van Halen 3 songs, unfortunately. No, no. See, that's very telling. So, you know, every all, all the uh, haters that want to tell us that like we're not even real fans of van halen it's like oh okay well explain the numbers on that one I, i'll explain the numbers that's pretty simple real fans deep cut fans like van halen 3 more surface level fans probably don't gravitate to it now we have three surface level fans here who aren't familiar with this song at all but in defense of this song because one of us needs to be that voice um this is a this this is an album for true Van Halen fans because only if you love this band more than life are you familiar with this song. Well, you know what? I'm there going in with it. a completely open mind. I love me some Gary Sharon. I love Van Halen. Um, haven't been a big fan of the two tracks from Van Halen Three we've covered thus far, but I'm really hoping for a great one here tonight. Mark, are you? Maybe this is maybe this is the one where I'm like, all right, Gary, nicely done. Maybe. That would Maybe be not. Great. We love Gary Sharon. Like he is fantastic. We do. We do. Extreme uh, is one of my favorite bands. Yep. Okay. Gary Sharon did a lot of great work before he joined Van Halen. It's absolutely it's true. true. There we go. From afar, from Van Halen Three. Of course, that was released uh, way back in 1997. Produced by Mike Post and Eddie Van Halen. So what do you say, Mark? Let's spin from afar from Van Halen Three. Take a route.
Look into your eyes that hint of death hidden inside. Mark, what do you think about that beginning? The beginning sounds like Eddie was literally just noodling around in the studio, not paying attention to anything whatsoever. And uh, the producer decided to just click. Let me hit record real quick. Just, you just keep doing your thing. Don't pay attention to me. Like, okay. And then, uh, you know, Alex decides like, oh, he needs a little bit of the hi-hat underneath this. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I got you. I got you. Uh, and then they just decided, hey, you know what? Let's just keep doing it. And uh, Gary, when you feel like it, jump in with something. And he did. Um, that's about as far as I got. You know, I, I dig the guitar. Uh, it was a really slow intro. I was wondering if I'd actually hit play on the track because it was like silence for the first five seconds. But yeah, it was very going low. Up. I thought the guitar sounded great. Uh, uh, Gary has kind of a vocal effect on uh, at the beginning of this, doesn't he? It, it kind of sounded like it, or maybe it was just uh, they put a lot of reverb on him. Um, it's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. What did you think, John? Well, it sounded like um, an extreme song through the lens of um, like Eddie and Alex, right? Like it, it's it's not like you know, we're going to do an extreme song, but Eddie and Alex are putting their little spins on it. Um, it it's a, it, it's a tough one for me because if, if you, right now it feels like a hot mess, but we're only, you know, what, like a minute into it or whatever. And, and it's, it's, it's not, you know, it, I'm remembering why I was not a fan of BH3. It kind of made me start off a little bit like song for love. Uh, from extreme two right uh, now that has a really great chorus so i'm hoping once the chorus kicks in we're going to get something similar to song for love but it, it is kind of extreme interpreted by van halen a little bit maybe i, I want to stop Corey right there oh shit. because you know you, you know who Corey sounds like right now mark who does he sound like me me halfway through watching smallville going he's gonna get to see them fly i promise like i know it's gonna happen Oh, my sweet summer child. <laughs> but you know what? He finally did. But, you know, the last episode of the so, show. So, so, so what we're saying, folks, is that on the outro, um, Corey will get what he wants out of the song. <laughs> so, like, why, why it'll finally explode at the dreams? outro. Yeah. I know. It's like we're trying to be somewhat optimistic on this track and just and in John fashion blow it right up i'm so depressed um, right now i was happy I know. earlier <laughs> and then you john made a smallville comparison i was like I why would you do that <laughs> especially those later seasons yikes anyway uh i but i'm with you Corey. i think maybe maybe we might be in for something a little bit more exciting um yeah at first this is kind of a kind of a drab sort of intro but you know They've done stuff like this before, so maybe we'll be surprised. Yep, here we go. If I cannot hear you from afar, whisper in my ear, rest assured that you are near. Distance between us, as all the stars, I only have you 
I have to get this out of the way because it's just gnawing at my brain. The Gary's vocal, like whatever uh, uh, style he's going for here with this song, the melody that he is choosing to uh, perform for this is not working for me whatsoever. And it's, it's kind of driving me mad. Um, also, when Alex came in with the toms and just out, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, that was jarring just because, I don't know, for a second it felt like he started a new song and like, no, 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 we're still on this one. Like, okay, I got you. And then, you know, it blended back together. Um, but not a fan of what Gary is doing right now. It's kind of some weird sound effects in there. I thought I heard like a gun cocked at some point and maybe fired and uh, some kind of goofy <laughs> stuff underneath. And then uh, lyrically, this is all just kind of flowery bullshit, isn't it? Like, if I cannot hear your name from afar, whisper in my ear, rest assured that you are near. Were you saying, or would you say this is a kind of Roth-esque lyrics? No, no because Roth-esque, I think, would be better. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, and I want, I want to challenge... But like I get, I get good, bad, better, worse. Um, these are two styles that don't go well together. On their own, I think that they work great in the context of other artists working with them, right? But these these artists working together, it's kind of like if I go to my fridge right now and I say, Mark and Corey, I'm going to make you guys a sandwich. I'll make you the best sandwich ever. It's have all the best ingredients, but I put. Corey in one room, and I put Mark in the other room. And I go and I ask them what their favorite ingredients are. And they sit there and they list them out, whatever they are, and I throw all of them on the sandwich together. Plus some of my own favorite flavors, because why not? And that's kind of what the song is like, right? It's just a fucking hot mess. Well, yeah, uh, kind of like how you know David Lee Roth and Van Halen are like chocolate. 
Now, is it, it impressive musically, Mark? Like, are they doing something with the time signature that's maybe impressive that we can kind of put out and say, hey, that's really cool what they're doing? I don't, I, I don't know if I would say impressive. They're, uh, I mean, they're, they're not doing um, your regular standard sort of 4-4 uh, time signature or anything like that. They're doing, uh, there's, there's some variation, especially, especially when Alex comes in. And as we've acknowledged, uh, what Eddie's doing on guitar is really cool. You know, a little sweet little medley with a little bit of, uh, or not a lot of bit of uh, the rock over on top of it. And then right before we paused, uh, Eddie starts going off a little bit. He's not even doing a solo, but he kind of is uh, just with those uh, sustained high notes on the guitar. So as far as time signature wise go, I wouldn't say they're doing anything overly complicated, no more than usual. So no, not that. Um, music wise, it sounds fine. It sounds like a later years Van Halen song, but I gotta tell you, I'm just, I'm once I'm sorry, Gary, I'm, I'm coming for you on this one. Just what, what Gary is doing vocally is just not working. I did like his last from afar though, before we paused it, I thought that sounded really nice. That was, yeah, that was probably the, the best part of it so far. <laughs> There's still time to redeem it, folks. We only got that's three minutes left to go. All right, here we go. If I cannot kiss you from above, press against your lips, taste the sweetness of your breath. I feel like there was a huge legacy that Sharon needed to follow here. And I feel the pressure that he's under with every note he sings. Because it feels like a try too hard kind of song. And it feels to me like he is doing his damnedest to give everything he has to prove he belongs where the guys want him to be. Yeah, I I hadn't really uh, interpreted it that way until John said it. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think he's he's right. Um, yeah, there's a lot happening there. Uh, I think there actually is uh, somewhat of a uh, tempo sort of uh, not a discrepancy, but there's uh, there's they're playing around with their tempo a little bit while still maintaining a uh, like a four four time signature. But Alex and Eddie are just kind of. When you when when I go when I start playing notes, just uh, I don't know, do what you want, and then I'll I'll come back in and make up the difference. Uh, Eddie's not doing a lot of 
a ton of guitar work. He's he's doing, you know, he's picking out the chords a little bit, but then he's just doing like one chug per phrase. Uh, he's got a delay pedal on, so you hear it twice, that dunk, 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 you know, whatever. Uh, but not a lot. He's not really doing a ton until uh, there at the very at the end before we pause again there he goes with that uh i'm gonna call it the pre the prelude to the solo because i'm assuming a solo is right around the corner it has to at this point um and i think we need it i think we need a solo we need a rip roin solo for this song because uh it i need i need eddie to save it and what i'm not hearing a lot of bass uh, in this are you mark just the initial uh when whenever alex comes in with those with the tom roll or not a roll but like the, the toms there's like that huge bass like sort right. of drop in it but uh yeah no there's not a ton of rhythmic bass work happening whatsoever do, do you guys think that there's um there's not a lot of room for for the instruments to fit around gary because of what Gary's trying to bring to the song. Like, do you think that it almost feels like they're all trying to feel each other out, right? Maybe so. Maybe they're trying to fill out what, uh, you know, Gary's sort of how Gary approaches the, the music, the song itself, because, you know, they, they, they have Sammy and David uh, for, for many, many years. We know how they operate. We know how we all operated, but they were also, of different mindsets back then than they are uh, or than they were here in the, uh, the late nineties. So maybe, I don't, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they were just trying to have a little bit more leniency instead of being like, just sing the song, Gary, just, just sing it. Or uh, uh, here's, here's the music, make it fit or get out. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe they were giving him a little bit of leeway to just sort of, play around feel it out come up with something but if that's the case i don't know maybe uh gary himself is being a little too timid uh on this song which you listen to extreme there's nothing timid about that so i i just i don't know man just every time we listen to a song from this album i'm trying my best to figure it out well i found some quotes that i found interesting uh this first one comes from gary sharon who said and i quote I would have preferred to tour with them and then put out a record. It would have been a better idea to establish myself first and then hit the studio with the band. There are some great ideas and some, and some little gems, but it was not a great record. I had fun, but at times it was like being a stranger in a strange land. Well, there it is. There it is. And uh, I a thousand percent agree with him that yes, they should have toured together first. Yep. And uh, Michael Anthony uh, said, and I quote, I don't know if Eddie was basically making a solo record, which is what Van Halen 3 seems to me. So there you go. <laughs> but I, the guitar sounds great. Let's keep going. It does, yes. Thank you. 
All right. So the first half of that solo for me uh, reminded me of Spanked, which isn't a good thing. I didn't like that lower tempo and that just kind of plodding uh, along melody. But the second half of the solo, I actually liked quite a bit. You know, they, they picked up the pace. Eddie was playing tremendous, I thought. And uh, I really enjoyed that second half of the solo. What did you think, Mark? Corey, it finally happens. It it finally happened. Uh, we have talked at nauseum on this show so far, and we have so many episodes to come. But we have talked about how Eddie is very good at not only just playing a guitar solo. I mean, it, he 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 breathed guitar solo. He 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 shit them out, and you know he probably you know uh, uh, in his sleep could come up with some of the most rip roaring just thrashiest solos ever and we would all love him for it even if it wasn't his best day he but but he's also good at playing a solo that fits the song and Corey, it finally happened this solo does not fit the song not to me it doesn't especially that first half of it that first half he decided to go uh he decided to do a doubling he started he, he did doubling and um i'm not quite sure that was the right call and at the by the time he got to the second half of it, it just uh, I don't know, I was checked out. So that's my thoughts on it. Interesting, John. I don't know yeah. if that's a fair criticism. I, I really don't. Um, I don't know that there is a guitar solo that fits this song. This song to me kind of feels like it's Frankenstein together, and much like that guitar solo that felt very Frankenstein together it kind of feels appropriate for a, a song that to me feels a bit like a mess. <laughs> for me, that second half of the solo was my favorite part of the song so far. I don't know if that's saying mm -hmm. much at this point. I'm not tipping my hand, but uh, I thought it was all right. Not, it's not to say that second half is, isn't like really good because, you know, obviously I, I would watch Eddie play it all day. But like I said, at, by the time he got to it, I'm so checked out that I don't even care right. because like that first half of it, I was like, I don't know what you're doing here, but I don't know that that was the right call. I have one thing to say. And after I say, can we go back into the song? But yeah. I, 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 I just want to make a point to everybody that I am ready to tip my hand and my children can come follow me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Okay, well, that's the thing we listened to. Gentlemen, that was uh, From Afar from Van Halen 3. Uh, should we start with uh, John uh, on this one and get his thoughts, uh, the final verdict on From Afar? John, you're the guest, so the, uh, the, the honor is yours to start us off. Was the dream over for you, or is From Afar exactly what dreams are made of? 
I mean, are, are we are we really going through the technicalities of of voting here? Um, That's the show, buddy. It's part of it's the show, man. Just just go with it. I mean, I mean, if if it makes you feel better about life, if this was a dream, it would be over. But I want to I want to express to everybody that I've never dreamt anything in the world like this. I remember <laughs> my friends and I being excited for this album coming out to a degree, just because we were curious to see how the sounds would sound together. And I kind of remember the entire album going over like a wet fart. And and that's kind of how this track went over, I feel like, for the three of us. But I don't want to spoil anything. So um, I don't know who wants to go next. Corey, Mark, which one of you want to talk about fart, fart next? Uh, <laughs> uh, Corey, Corey, uh, we, we got that uh, lovely description from John, but uh, no oh! shocker there. Uh, yeah, ooh, very much so. But I have to ask you from afar, is it the dream? Sorry, let's do that again. Fuck, I knew I hit it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so much funnier. (laughs) Just go with it. Like the song we covered, my playing of the uh, vote was a a total clusterfuck. You know, I didn't hate it as much as you guys. Uh, I found stuff in there I liked. I thought Eddie played great. Um, the The production was good. Um, I, I could pick out some lyrics I liked, and I know we're going to get shit on by the guys who just absolutely love Van Halen 3, and I still maintain their stuff on this album I like. This is only the third song we've covered on this podcast, and this, unfortunately, is not one of them. I'm not hugely hating on this song, but I, I the, the dream is the dream is over uh, on this one, unfortunately. And, and Mark, uh, I, I can just guess. Uh, what your vote's going to be, but why don't you give it to us officially? It's a shame because uh, looking at it lyrically, I think the lyrics are really good for this song. Uh, I'm assuming Gary wrote this, uh, wrote the lyrics to this, but if he didn't, then kudos to uh, Eddie or whomever. But Probably I, Eddie. Sounds, yeah, Michael Anthony says it sounds like an Eddie Van Halen solo record. So yeah. Uh, Eddie may have had a hand in the lyrics, too. I'm not sure. Well, very well. That Whomever. Uh, lyrically, I think it's uh, really n- nicely written. Unfortunately, the melody that comes along with it for the vocals, uh, Gary, I don't, maybe he just didn't know what to do here. Maybe this was the best he could come up with, given what the music was giving him, which, let's be honest, wasn't a whole, whole lot. Uh, but, and so this is what he came up with. I don't know, but, uh, I'm not an expert here. I can only just judge this based on, um, how I'm hearing it. And, you know, being a musician myself, I can only interpret it the best way I can. And that's kind of what it sounds like. It's a shame because this does not demonstrate Gary Sharon's vocal ability to the, to the best degree. You've heard us wax poetic about extreme. He's amazing in extreme. He's a great vocalist wonderful musician but every time we listen to a track from this album i just get a little bit more pessimistic about it and i don't know i'm i'm losing faith in that uh we'll find a uh we'll find a diamond in the rough john seems to think there's no such thing on this album uh as he called it just a a wet fart all around and maybe maybe we're in for more wet farts 
as far as Van Halen three comes around, but you never know. Uh, there are, there's probably going to be little things that we can enjoy about it. Like Corey said, I, I, Corey found some things to enjoy about this, not the whole, uh, picture mind you, but, uh, little, little things. I wish I could say that I could find little things enjoyable. I mean, I liked what Eddie was doing at first, but then the more he kept doing it, the more I was sort of checking out. And by the time we got to the solo, I was like, yeah, I don't care. Just put it out of its misery, please. Um, not a banger, not a winner for me. It's kind of disappointing. And I'm really, I'm just, I'm, I'm losing hope in what's left of Van Halen three. And I'm sorry. The wheel was treating us so well. And then John showed up. Is this a coincidence? I don't know. Well, to be fair, you did, uh, you did kind of ask for a stinker. You were hoping for a stinker because John was here. A funny stinker though. Th this one wasn't a funny stinker. This was a uh, man. I want this to be good. Oh, it's just not that good. It's just not that good. Yeah. Well, because I, I mean, I keep guys on Twitter all the time, like Mitch LaFon, just rave about Van Halen three. It's underrated classic. It's brilliant. All this other stuff. And uh, God bless you. But I just don't see it like so far three songs in. And I know there's good shit on here. We just haven't hit it yet. But the first three songs we've covered, man, just ain't working for me. Uh, different strokes. You know, if, if, if Van Halen three makes you, uh, the audience feel alive, feel great. And you really dig the album. Awesome. That's Absolutely. great. We love that for you. And we would love to hear your argument on, on why, because so far, at least from what I'm hearing, and it sounds like Corey is with me here. Uh, it's just not, it's not happening. It's just not happening. And it just, it makes me sad. It makes me sad for the album. It makes me sad for, <laughs> it feels like we shit on Gary all the time. We're not, we're not trying to shit on him. He's just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit it, this. He just doesn't fit on this album, <laughs> but it's not all his fault either. There's some of the music is not really landing with me either, despite the fact that we know Eddie and Alex's and Michael's playability are top notch, but you know, even uh, the best musicians are not immune to a few stinkers or two. Yes, John. No, no, but Gary kind of sums it up in his own quote, right? Like the band, yeah. the, ba the band didn't play enough together to know each other well enough. And it's look, any defenders of this album, more power to you that you enjoy this album, right? Like I do not fault you for enjoying this album. There are plenty of things that don't work for me and a lot of the masses and 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 my my anybody who wants to be in my cult, one of the prerequisites is you don't like this album, right? And it's not <laughs> a knock on Sharon at all. Like by all means, go enjoy extreme to your heart's content. This was rushed. This was this was not well planned out. This was, hey, we gotta we gotta go, you know, it was a fire drill basically. And they, they got together. And they were com coming off of Sammy, and it was like, let's get something out to show the world that we're still Van Halen. And look, sometimes it's rushed and it doesn't work. The, be the, be the best artists have stinkers. It's okay. Well said. <laughs> That's all I got for that one. Oh, man. So, yeah, look, the journey is far from over, you guys. And Van Halen 3 still has more tracks we have not covered maybe i don't know like i said my my optimism on this is 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 waning quite heavily but maybe maybe we'll find something as we go along and even if we don't we have a wheel full of other incredible tracks i mean it's some of the bigger hits we haven't gotten to yet
We've gotten to some, but not all of them. So those are going to be some fun conversations. Those are going to be fun episodes. And, uh, you know, sometimes, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us, uh, sometimes we just don't have a lot of great things to say because sometimes the songs just don't land. But that's just how the wheel spins. That is just the way the cookie crumbles and any other uh, sort of thing there that's all i got this this song hurt my brain that i can't even speak anymore Corey, please tell the people where they can find us yeah they can find us online at the podcast will rock they can find us on twitter at podcast will rock um we'll have the poll up what's your vote on from afar i'm very curious i'm sure we're gonna get some van halen three defenders out there who are gonna say that we're out to lunch and that's totally their opinion and that's totally cool if they dug this song I'm very, very happy for them. It just didn't work for us. But I'm very curious to see how the poll shakes out on this one and what the comments we're going to get are. Because I know there are a lot of fans of Van Halen 3. And, and like I said, God bless you. Uh, let us know what it is about the song that, that, that you dug. And, and we'll read your tweets on the air next week. All right. All right. Uh, you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as Corey said, at Podcast Will Rock. That's where we are. And the thepodcastwillrock.com. Check out our site. If you ever miss an episode, it's all there. Uh, get yourself some merch. Get you some T-shirts. Keep us uh, keep us alive. Keep us afloat because any little bit helps. While you're at it, make sure to tune into the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, the network we are a part of for many other great podcasts featuring some of your old favorites, including Aerosmith, uh, a little podcast called Backtracks. Uh, hosted by the two gentlemen joining me right now. You guys, you want to talk a little bit about Backtracks? It's exactly like this show, except we use dice and we roll them and then we talk about Aerosmith. And it's just Corey and I, and occasionally I sucker, or Corey suckers Mark to join us, mm. um, which, which he owes us a couple of appearances now because here I am here. That's true. Supporting this show. <laughs> mm-hmm um but like i love i, I, I love coming coming on this show look whether whether it's a great van halen song which most of them are or we get a clunker like tonight and you know i hope you hear that my criticism isn't like anybody in the band sucks right because it's not that it's that they did not work well together as artists and that's when, when, when art sucks or when art doesn't hit you generally that's the reason right and that's to me why the, this album falls flat in general. I hold out hope that Corey and Mark trying to manifest some feelings of of, of hope that this album gets better. I, I really hope that hope manifests a better song for them. But I feel like this entire album will manifest more wet farts than you care to admit. I will put it in my manifesto. That is a six count if you're keeping up at home. <laughs> but that's what we do. We, uh, we, we manifest a wonderful show. Whether the song we're talking about is a great one or not so great, that's what we do. We try to provide and manifest all sorts of great content for you, the listener, because you also want to manifest a nice episode that's nine for you so have fun and don't drive home uh but that's the show that's it on behalf of 
John Mariano and his legion of followers. And for Corey and myself, we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.